for me, the performing arts didn't put any stereotypes on me. They were like, you're Aboriginal and that's fantastic. Look at you, you can dance, you know. You're singing your song lines, you're doing all this. There was no room for stereotypes. There was no room for racism at all. That really did strengthen because there was no discrimination at all. I'm with such a loving community, which I now do call my family, Maori and Gujaga, 100%. And it really did empower me as a fair-skinned Aboriginal woman. Welcome to Spotlight. Spotlight is an opportunity for candid conversations with industry professionals, artists, teachers and students about all things performing arts. The Casper team will chat to practitioners about their process, career highlights, future ambitions and the role of the arts in their lives. Season 2, Episode 10 one of our podcast series focusing on cultural arts and education. Joining us in conversation today is Stuart McMinn, cultural and creative advisor to Casper's Murrawadeen Gujaga Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Performing Arts Program, and Olivia Dennis. Olivia is a graduate of Sydney Catholic Schools and is now studying Bachelor of Arts with a double major in Political Science and Indigenous Studies at Sydney University. Olivia joined the Gujaga Performance Ensemble as a Year 9 student after her experience of being selected to participate in the National Aboriginal Islander Schools Development Association Dance Camp and continues her involvement now with Gujaga as a mentor and tutor. Welcome, Stuart and Olivia, to our Nurabaya Camp Talk. Thanks, Elizabeth. Welcome, Liv. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Well, thank you. We're just going to kind of ask you some questions and, and I'm just going to hit you up with... How were you able to weave cultural interests in your HSC studies? And did this give you a strengthened sense of purpose during your HSC? Oh, absolutely. Um, So what happened was I did Aboriginal studies in my year 11 and 12 years at school. With that, I was always learning about Indigenous history of this country. And I guess knowing that through knowledge as well, built on my own knowledge of my own people, And I guess when we started, we knew we had to do a major project. And that major project of mine was dance. I'm very involved Mm -hmm. in my dance life, especially with Marawit and Gujaga. And I thought this would be the perfect opportunity, you know, to really connect back to my culture pretty much because I lost a bit of it in year 12 because I was so busy with studying. But that really did enable me to connect back to it. Yeah, perfect. And how do you think you're able to build a strong sense of identity through the performing arts? You know, what, how has it enabled you to build your strength, your identity and your cultural identity? Especially during year 12, I was a bit disconnected from culture because of my study load. But what that enabled me to do was really research my own self as well. So it was really focused on myself, this project was. It was called with, It Is Within Me. And that really focused on how I am a fair-skinned Aboriginal woman and how I, like, receive, you know, these stereotypes in society. You know, I don't fit what everyone wants me to fit, the particular image of an Aboriginal person. And, you know, I think connecting with my family more through that, I was talking to my dad a lot through this because my dad is my Aboriginal parent. And I learned so much about my own family history, where we came from, more so, you know, particular um, whereabouts of our country. And I guess that really did strengthen my identity as well because I started to know and I started to understand where I'm from. This is who I am today and this really did shape me into the person who I am today. 
Yeah, wonderful. I think you hit on a really important point there that the performing arts was a really good vehicle for you to be able to explore your identity more. And you touched on some things there around, you know, being a fair-skinned black fella. And, and I'd like, I, I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. Like, how do you feel that performing arts has enabled you to kind of get really comfortable with, with that? For me, the performing arts didn't put any stereotypes on me. They were like, you're Aboriginal and that's fantastic. Look at you, you can dance, you know, you're singing your song lines, you're doing all this. There was no room for stereotypes. There was no room for racism at all. And that really did strengthen because there was no discrimination at all. I'm with such a loving community, which I now do call my family, my Rodin Gujaga, 100%. And it really did empower me as a fair-skinned Aboriginal woman. And that's so important. And I love the fact that you've said, you know, that they've become your family and your tribe. And, and in a modern-day context where our, our country sometimes is so far away from us, the fact that we are able to build a tribe through the performing arts and through the Casper program, do you think that gave you uh, a bigger sense of self? Yeah, my family, my mob, my country is back in Armadale, Walkaway. Mm-hmm. And, Durella, and obviously I'm not there 24-7. I've grown up most of my life in Sydney. So when I joined Maradine Gajaga, I made friends. I've made lifelong friends, like friends that I talk to every single day. And I can't really imagine myself and who I've shaped into without the influence of these people around me, including yourself, Elizabeth, Joe, everyone on my journey. Good work. Look, I, I agree. I think we're, we're all getting a little bit emotional here because... I think, and that's not a bad thing, you know, is that it's beautiful that we have the opportunity to create that with one another and, you know, and that the performing arts and and Casper and Gujaga has provided a space for that. And do you think your identity now impacts on your, your actions at university? 100%. So when I joined university, I didn't think there was going to be such massive involvement as Mm. I did in high school Mm. you know I had an Aboriginal mentor in high school I had this program and when I joined university I did join through the Cadigal program at university it's really really great program where you go there and you meet different people from different mobs all across Australia Mm. and I guess I was just used to knowing people from different mobs in Sydney Mm. and building my connections as well through those programs and there's another program as well that I'm involved in called Money Euro yeah and what we do there is we have, we have, we call it the Koori Common Room, and that's where all the Aboriginal kids and Torres Strait Islander kids come, and we just, you know, steady, we yarn, we have a laugh, we have a feed. It's honestly it makes uni such a better environment for myself, and I know that a lot of my friends at university, which mostly are Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids, we couldn't see ourselves at uni without those programs. Yeah, great. And do you think, you know, being able to strengthen your identity through Good Jahaga has put you in a better spot, like with that connecting with people through your identity at, at uni? Good Jahaga's provided me with so many different opportunities to work on myself as well as my dancing skills. It helped me put, like work on myself in a way that I'm more confident in who I am. Mm-hmm. So at university, we have classes and sometimes I get some people that try to like you know sneak in a remark here and there but I don't really let that cross me anymore Mm -hmm. it's kind of you know just goes over my head a bit and because Gujaga has really shaped me into such a proud Aboriginal person nothing like that really affects me as much as it did in high school because I've built within myself this courage and like no one can really shake me from who I am anymore. 
That's fantastic. And I love that the arts has had the ability to, to do that, to give you a foundation. And just like that big, strong tree, you know, if we don't have good, solid roots in the ground, we, we kind of break any time we, we have a, a storm. But it seems like every time that storm hits your roots, keep you grounded. And that's, that's fantastic. Do you find the, the tertiary landscape supportive and encouraging of your cultural identity? And are there productive conversations? Have you found opportunities through which you've grown as a young Aboriginal woman? So I know you've touched on that a little bit with, you know, some of the, the kind of harder aspects of, of being strong in your cultural identity. But what are maybe some of the, the positive elements of that for you? Yeah, so university has actually provided me with a different community in a sense because now that I have mostly of the people that I come in contact with are Indigenous people mm. and, you know, the teachers, the professors or at uni that I'm in contact with in my spare time are Indigenous people as well. And I guess they, when they come in for like a yarn, it's like us talking like we are now. It's very laid back, it's mm. chill and it's always reaffirming me in a way. Yeah, so I found out actually one of the teachers at uni, we did a little bit of backtracking and it found out we were actually related. And I guess that provided me as well a lot more closure in who I am because I started to find out, oh, wow, I'm actually really connected to these people and I wouldn't have known that through unless I had these conversations with these specific people at uni. And definitely the tertiary landscape, they have so many different cultural activities for us. They have yarning circles, we have weaving, we have dance even. Mm. You know, sometimes they'll say, oh, we have... A couple tickets to Bingara. Who wants to go? I'm the mm. first person to put my hand up. Yeah, great. Yeah, I just love it. I just love everything about it. Awesome. What aspirations do you have to influence the university community and the wider community in terms of cultural awareness? Um, I guess my personal cultural lens in my own university classrooms, in my tutorials, is a way to spread cultural awareness because I always make it known when I enter a new class or... Oh, I'm an Anawan woman from Naniwana Nation, you know. This is who I am. So, yeah, I always make it known in my classes that I'm an Anawan woman from the Naniwana Nation, you know. I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, I'm a granddaughter. And this really does shape what I'm going to say in this class. And this is my personal views on a lot of topics. And in actually at the University of Sydney, there are different classes that you can take on the side which actually focus on cultural awareness and how you can do that and how you can use it in your degree in a way. I went out of my own way to take this cultural competence um, class because I do do political studies and I do focus on global, like globally everything. I focus on different cultures and, you know, cultures aren't the same. Mm-hmm. Different cultures have different traditions. They have different customs. You know, they have different ways of how they go about their life. You've got to be aware of that whilst you're, you know, doing a research project. You know, you've got to, when you're interviewing someone, for example, you can't overstep these boundaries especially when it comes to different cultures, because not every person is the same, not every race is the same, not every human being in in general is the same. You're so right, and I think that's such an important point, that when we're exploring culture and cultural identity, it's so important to remember that we had over 650 different tribes in Australia, over 500 different dialects of of a language, and um, what works for you and I may not work for someone else, and, and... hitting or meeting people where they're at rather than stereotype them is so important. How important is that to you that someone asks 
about the things that you're comfortable and and for an example you know ask whether you prefer aboriginal or indigenous or ask you about your identity and your connection rather than assuming who you are how important is that to you it's really important you know it doesn't hurt to ask someone something Mm -hmm. and whether or not you're getting you're going to get an answer if it's positive or a negative answer that way you'll know for in future i'd rather someone ask me things before they you know jump straight into it jump to conclusions Mm -hmm. basically you know, I've always been like that, even just in general, not even to do with culture sometimes. You know, I think it's so important to always have that switched on as well. So don't ever assume something about an individual because, you know, what applies to them might not apply to the rest of us. Totally agree. That's a huge point and a wonderful point that you make. And I think one that you'll also carry with you into the professional world as you as you embark on um, the rest of your degree. And I think you're doing wonderful work there. I guess finally, what advice do you have for young Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students and young adults who may just be starting their cultural journey? Our children are our future. Education is so important. I might get a little bit emotional here because I wish someone was there for me the way that I'm doing for these kids. Mm. Yeah, so I had a a pretty rough time during my transition from year six to high school. So, yeah, I was bullied in year six and, you know, it was it was slurs and names in relation to my Indigenous identity. It made me feel so ashamed of who I was. And, you know, I didn't know how to cope with it back then, so I just really had all this anger built up inside me and I didn't really, when I got to high school, didn't really want to express who I was in a school setting. In year seven, I didn't really have someone there to helped me as well. I was the only Indigenous kid in my year and I didn't really have that connection with anyone. Um, Not only did, you know, this pent-up anger inside me have, you know, academic impacts, it also impacted me socially. And I did have a rough, I guess, first two years of high school where I wasn't doing as well as I thought. And, you know, I'm a smart kid and I just wasn't using that because of what's happened. And, you know, I never really got an apology off anyone. So, obviously, that was all, like, at the back of my head as well, you know. These people don't care what they're saying. But I think our kids now have got to realise the problem's not with you. It's with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I had... So, in Year 9, when I joined, you know, Myra Wedding Gajaga, that's when it all turned around for me. I started connect to country more. started connect with people who have the same circumstances of myself same um situations that I've been through and you know I might have this hard exterior um such a softy on the inside mm-hmm. and I just at that time I was so young I didn't know what these words were being thrown at me I just thought oh they've found something that's so close to me and they're just grabbing it and grabbing it and grabbing it and just taking it from me. And, you know, our kids need to know nowadays that, like I've said, you're our future. You're the future Indigenous leaders of this country even. You know, you have knowledge that's over 125,000 years old. You know, since the beginning of time, we have traditions, we have customs, we have all this stuff that needs to be passed on to the future generations we can't lose that because of someone else's opinion. Be strong, know who you are, and 
your survivors, you're the generations that, you know, this country couldn't take away. You're a legacy of pretty much survival, in a sense. So be strong in who you are. If you know who you are, no one can shake that from you. If you have the connections to country, if you have connections to different, you know, performing arts, for example, like I did, you become so strong in your cultural identity as well as yourself. You build on your own self when you build with, on your culture. Mm. And I'm living proof of that. I wasn't confident at all in my early years of high school. I wasn't, I didn't want to, I just wanted to be in the corner, just, you know, this little angry kid. But now I'm, because I've had this connection to culture, I've been on all these, you know, I've danced and I've sung and I've connected with different, just different people from different mobs in general. I'm I'm such a happier person as well. I just feel so empowered. So just for our kids, just know who you are. No one can shake that from you. Keep connected to country, whether it be, you know, just going outside for a bit, putting your hands on the ground for a bit, taking time outside, you know, step away from that schoolwork, even though it's important, and just reconnect yourself with the outside, you know, go to a park or join Marud in Kajaka and connect with not only friends, but those friends will definitely become your family. Wow. Um, it's rare that I am uh, stuck for words, but I think what you've said is, is beautiful and, and really powerful, and I think you speak to the inner child in, in everyone, and I think just hearing your words will help so many young people who, who are struggling with identity and, and knowing where to go. Um, from there and I I love your story and it's why we tell these stories because narrative is so powerful and you're you you are a survivor and your strength is is really powerful so I thank you for that thank you so much for joining us and for sharing and for being vulnerable um, but also so inspiring at the same time and we, we really wish you luck in your degree and obviously we we love having you as a you know, as a mentor for our, our future generation. So thank you. Thank you.